0: Well, hello, comedy fans. Aren't you in for a treat? This is Dr. Dot, and I'm about ready to speak to the legendary Jim Norton. He and I are friends, and we talk about everything under the sun. We haven't talked for a while, so uh, we had to catch up on a lot of stuff. We're all over the place. I hope you enjoy it.
1: She reminds me in a way of like a Sharon Osbourne, where you're great if you're on her good side. You know but if you're not on her good side she's probably gonna decapitate you
0: by the way or do you prefer
1: when you're so talking however you want because i can see you however i want i can uh, as as fat as i've gotten i don't care how you do it uh, there's no way you can make me look good so whichever way you want to show it is fine with me
0: all right okay well anyway how the hell have you been jim
1: uh i'm okay uh you look great i i just uh i'm back on my diet because i've fattened up in the pandemic uh i'm really really annoyed at myself so aside from that i'm okay
0: your face looks skinny
1: thank you but uh it's it's an illusion um because you know i that's why i wear black i'm like fucking marlon brando at the end of his career just trying to like wear dark clothes and blend in
0: well it's all smoke and mirrors
1: all smoke and mirrors yeah it really is
0: it looks like you're in Hawaii or something, but I, I thought you were in Canada. I'm confused. Like where?
1: No, no, no. I'm in in, in Ho, uh, New York. This is the uh, same backdrop as uh, Tony Montana's office in Scarface. So I, that's why I, I love it. I, I could always change it, but I love it.
0: Right. I have never seen Scarface. I'm one of those people. Really? I've never seen it. I was too busy hanging out with rock stars growing up i did not watch many movies
1: yeah but what did you talk about if you didn't talk about movies that's all i'd want to talk about with someone is is, is is scarface
0: that's it what else
1: all right let me let me say i i stand corrected that would be a more enjoyable subject than al pacino's film you're right i stand corrected
0: no actually i talk about music i'm i'm all about the music you know it's funny.
1: I just, uh, I, my reading habits have gotten so bad. Like I'm such a shit reader. My, I'm all over the place. I blink. I don't want to read. So I started doing books on tape and I'm about 20 minutes away from finishing Zeppelin's book. It's really good one. It's, uh, it's just called, I'll tell you, it was like a 20 hour listen. Um, but I finally discovered audible in 2022. Um, it's just called led Zeppelin by this guy, Bob Spitz, And it's narrated by some guy with a good voice. Um, but I got addicted to book books on tape recently. Um, so I'm actually going through books again. Finally.
0: Nice. I, I think you should do your, um, your book like audio book and speak your own book.
1: Well, I did. Um, you know, I, I didn't enjoy making an audio book because they're like, could you slow down? Could you say it like this? And I'm so you know i just talk i kind of like uh i stumble when i talk frank caliendo pointed it out to me. i kind of stumble so i'm not good at slow down? what's that
0: who is telling you to slow down
1: well when you're doing a book on tape there's a way they want it to sound like um okay could you say that again yes so we drove to san francisco like it has to be a certain way and i i kind of hated making it you know
0: yeah i can we can't alter your persona. That's ridiculous. Why don't you just do it on your own? And like Didi Ramon, he wrote a book and he didn't even use an editor or anything. And the fans uh, prefer that,
1: you know, it, it was done by Simon and Schuster and they asked me to do it a certain way. So it's like, yeah, whatever they like, they know better than me. I just didn't enjoy the process. But people who have heard it say, Hey, yeah, I like listening to it. Sounds good. So maybe I'm just ultra critical. Or I didn't like making it But anything with my voice. I hate and I never listen to so
0: well, people can listen to it on uh, twice as fast, right? So they, if, if it's, if you're talking yes. slow for Simon and Schuster, they can click on that button and, and you know, you can't slow down a New Yorker. I, but I did hear that you were in Montreal for a while, right?
1: I've been in and out all over the place. Um, I am, I've been, I've been here for now and for a long time in New York, but I did a lot of traveling, a lot of bouncing around. Um, I just got really crazy and stir crazy. Um, but I'm happy things are normal again. Like I'm really, you know, where I haven't been in a while. Uh, I want to go out and see my manager in LA. I kind of want to go out there. Um, it's nice to be doing gigs again, you know, just to kind of feel like a person. Have you had COVID? I just got over it.
0: I've had it twice already. And, um, it was like, like a bad cold. You know, I actually, I have a list of questions for you. Where the hell did I put? Oh. Them? See how unorganized them? I, I, I okay. hang on for a second. Here it is. Um, or is it, where the, oh God, um, typical of me. Oh no, here they are. I I've had COVID twice. I, I didn't stand in line to find out I had it. I knew I was sick. So, um, I don't have time to stand in line for 16 hours to be told that I'm sick. I had right. it in November of, uh, November, 2020. I think it was it November, 2020, uh, the first round. And then, um, just recently, I think I had the Omnicrom or whatever it's called. Yeah. What? I blew
1: through that. It was easy. Um,
0: if if you're a healthy person and you drink your greens and exercise and you don't have diabetes and you're not obese and all that other stuff, you can handle it better than people who are challenged with the flu or other stuff, right? Your health is your wealth. I always say that at the end of each one of my emails. So, um, but you look all right. You look like you lived. Oh yeah. It was fun. I mean, I got vaccinated. Um, so I wasn't that
1: nervous about it, but it was the first, um, It was the first time i got it 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 was omicron i think but i'm happy i'm done with it i'm happy i had it like good i fucking got the easy version i'm fine now so yeah i'm kind of happy it's done it's it's weird going out and not caring if somebody sneezes or coughs like good go ahead fuck them
0: yeah i mean for me um i don't have time to get sick so um you know i i was just like a trooper i'm like whatever i have a little brat to take care of sorry but he is a brat um (laughs) So um, I'm all right. I just uh, want to get on with stuff. Like I want to see live shows, including yours. You're going on tour, right? The spring. I am on tour a little
1: bit, but I've just been kind of going out doing a couple of nights or a weekend coming back. Um, I haven't been like on a long run yet because things kept canceling. And now my, my fans are fucking furious because like there's places that have vaccine mandates and they're yelling at me. I'm like, I don't, what the, I don't fucking work for the state government in Massachusetts. Like, what do you want from me? Um, I'm just happy. These gigs are finally back in place. Cause I've had to cancel them twice.
0: Oh my God. I, I, I really hope they don't cancel stuff. I mean, at, right now the UK is wide open. They lifted yeah. all restrictions. So you could go over there. I mean, art, do people know who you are in the UK, Jim? Some do.
1: Yeah. I did it once. Bill Burr was always yelling at me. I was like, I'm never going to England. They're going to hate me. He's like, you don't know what you're talking about, dude. And he was right. Um, I actually booked it over there and it was great. So I was a fucking idiot. But Bill finally convinced me to go after 10 years of telling me I was a fucking idiot.
0: Oh my God. I love England. I'm, I'm an Anglophile through and through. You should um go to Liverpool. They love a good laugh, but uh... yeah, I've only been there that
1: one time I did um, Manchester and London and I, I want to go back. It was great.
0: Yeah. Well, they're wide open. So um, let's see. Do you, when, when, okay. I have a list of questions from fans. Sure. sure. People wanted, wanted to know when I posted on Facebook, how, when, when the divorce happened between Opie and Anthony, did you feel like a child being torn apart by two parents?
1: No, you know, not really because, you know, dad got kicked out of the house, but it wasn't mom who kicked him out. It was the landlord. That's how I looked at it. Like, um, it was frustrating to not be able to fix it. Like I hated not being able to fix it. Um, I always wanted Anthony to return. You know what I mean? I, I never wanted, us to Lee, I wanted Anthony to come back. So yeah, it, it, in a way you do feel like that. But I also knew that there was nothing I had done to make the show fall apart. So uh, it was it was very frustrating, though, really, really I'm brutal. I still miss it.
0: Do You still have um, equal time with both parents. I mean, are you
1: No, only Anthony Anthony is the only person I'm friends with.
0: Okay, then I have um... Oh, did the ice during this lockdown did you have time to write new material or oh yeah
1: a lot just, of it well, I, yeah, yeah i have a new hour i mean i'm doing a new hour now and i post a lot of clips on like instagram and twitter they are clips of me bombing and it's funny like i love those like because i work out material on stage so i'll be trying it and it just shits the bed or the concept stinks and it goes so i post that stuff because to me that's funny and interesting and people are like, wow, this guy's really lost it. And it's like, you dumb asshole, the good stuff I'm keeping. And that's my act. I'm not going to post my act on Instagram. Like, I want you to come see me live. So I get, it's probably hurting ticket sales that I'm only posting myself bombing. I really am stupid. dot.
0: Yeah, I'm no, a dumb guy I like the stuff I've seen on Instagram. I was like, and how Thank you're doing you. the audience shit. Like, well, it worked in the last city. What's yeah. With you? I like that. I like uh, doing that too. <clears throat> oh, okay. I have. I don't know if your fans know this, but you love massage. And I have a worldwide, worldwide company of massage therapists who we call dot bots all over and chiropractors. And because you tour and you're all over the place over the years, since like 2002, you've utilized my massage company. And sometimes, not always, but once in a blue moon, I'll text the dot bots and I'll be like, hey, do you have time to massage comedian Jim Norton tomorrow in Miami or whatever? 99% 99% of the time they're like, Oh yeah, I love him. He's funny. But once in a blue moon, I'll get this text back that says, wait, I just Googled him. What an asshole. He has a book <laughs> called happy Endings. I am not going to massage somebody who wrote a book called happy. Endings. do you think I give happy endings? Dr. Dot? Fuck that guy. And I'm like, it's just a joke. Did you read the book? It's, it's a joke. He's a comedian. Ha ha. No. In fact, I quit. I can't believe I work for somebody who wants me to massage somebody who's talking about happy endings. So there's that. Yep. Uh, I understand. I, and You know, like Frank Zappa has an album called Does Humor Belong in Music? Does humor belong in massage? I, I believe it does.
1: Humor belongs everywhere. I mean, honestly, it really, uh, it's the only thing that kind of keeps you from throwing yourself off the balcony is the fact that uh you know is being funny or or being able to laugh at things yeah
0: yeah people fart during massages and other stuff i mean you have to have a sense of humor to give a massage they're lost yeah
1: there's no place that farting isn't awesome (laughs) let's be honest there's no place where you fart and people go hey that was a bad move like it's the there's nothing better and it's always funny every time
0: except if you're in the 69 position which i think is very overrated.
1: I agree. I get too distracted. I can't do I can do 69 for a minute, but then I'm like, all right, what are we doing here? Like is it my turn or your turn? I guess I'm 53, I'm just fucking old, and I'm like I'm not good at like multitasking. I get distracted. I lose interest. Um yeah, I understand. It is overrated. Yeah, it's good I when you're know. young. When you're 20, 69 is so awesome cuz you talk about it a lot, but you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just so overrated. Like concentrate on one thing at a time. You know, I hate that. It's like being on two different amusement park rides at the same time. Then I have an dot bot. I I, I asked her because she and I have been joking about you for like over a decade. She's a a very chubby girl and she's from Long Island, moved out to somewhere in the middle of nowhere, Washington. And I was like, Hey, Alison, guess who I'm going to do a podcast with? I had to fire her because she did something naughty with a rock star. I'm like, You're my friend, but you know, anyways, I said, I need a question for Jim Norton, come at me. She goes, okay. She goes, I know he's afraid of heavy massage therapists. And she said, she's going to sit on you someday, take all of her fatness and rub it all over you until your dick permanently retracts. So
1: knock. tell her she's more than welcome. I mean, the way I've gotten so fucking fat that my dick is pretty retracted as it is. So it would be a very easy task.
0: Yeah, she's like, he's discriminating against us fat massage therapists. I'm like, you know what? He's afraid. It's not that he's like, he doesn't like fat people. He's just afraid. He has a phobia of getting suffocated or so. I don't know what it is. But, yeah, or yeah. if somebody, uh, be, yeah, I've had, I've had a couple
1: of big massage therapists. I mean, believe me, I haven't had all. And and, and you know, sometimes they're a little bit too rough and a little bit too strong. Yeah.
0: Maybe that's it. I think you're afraid of the, you know, someone could kick your ass. Yeah,
1: yeah. which is not hard to do. I get an amazing <laughs> massage by a Cuban uh a Cuban ex-military guy. He worked in like a Ritz. Um they have like they and he dug his elbows cuz I have a problem with my right leg. And uh he really fixed me for like 6 months. It hurt though. It was a really uncomfortable massage. Um but yeah, he kind of he ripped me apart with his elbows and then I was walking well for 6 months.
0: No pain, no gain.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know. So you're cheating on us, huh? Hmm.
1: I get very few anymore. I'm just too distracted and I'm too busy. And I got fat. I I'm just, I gotta, when, when I lose 20 pounds, I'll consider it again.
0: That's silly. You know, we've seen it all and smelt it all. That's true. You know? So another fan question, how did you meet Ozzy?
1: I first met Ozzy at MTV in 1997, but I, I got to know him, um, after he had been on Opie and Anthony once or twice. And then Sharon really liked me after I, we interviewed Sharon Osborne and, and then she knew how much I loved Ozzy and she liked how I dealt with him. So she started always approving me for interviews and she would always approve us to have Ozzy on, um, because she knew I was never going to try to make him look like a dick. And then there were things like with record labels where it was like, they, Hey, we need someone to do a one hour interview with Ozzy, um, just one-on-one and Sharon goes, get Jim Norton, um, they had me do something. It was so cool on Sabbath's last album. They released some DVD and they had done interviews. And she was like, Yeah, we didn't like how the interview came out. Would Jim talk to Ozzy and Geezer and Tony? I'm like, Yes. So I flew out to uh, Ozzy's house and got to interview uh, uh, Tony, Geezer, and Ozzy. So it's through interviewing them over all this time, we just kind of became friends.
0: Because I know that one photograph you have. I mean, when I've been in your apartment, People don't understand. You have like a hard rock cafe going on of you. And And, um, that one of you with the whole black Sabbath band is like something to be.
1: It's amazing. I got Metallica too. Metallica was actually harder to get than Sabbath. I got those at Sirius XM. The the, whole bands together are difficult. I never got motorhead, unfortunately. Um, Never got them all together. I've got them individually, but getting the whole band together is a rare coup.
0: Yeah, that's true with motorhead. I, I, Oh, yeah, I have pictures of me and Lemmy and Phil, who's very frustrated right now, and, and Mickey. But yeah, you're right, getting them together, it's, I've yeah. never seen one. Hmm. Got one of me and Foreigner, but you know the band lineup has changed so much. But. Sure,
1: sure, sure, yeah.
0: So then, um, oh yeah, this is an awkward question. How will comedy proceed with the raging cancel culture? It has
1: proceeded. I mean, it's one of those things where, Cancel culture has gotten worse, but I mean, that type of shit's existed forever. Lenny Bruce was a guy's life ruined by it. Um, they tried to do it to Richard Pryor, but they couldn't because uh, he just had too big of a of, of, of a following uh, dice. They, they uh, hurt his career early on. So it's nothing new. I mean, um, you just got to keep proceeding by doing what you like to do and just be able to defend what you joke about. Um, not because you have to, but because people are going to expect you to, but the whole thing about being canceled and all that shit, it's just, it's irritating to watch. And I just don't believe any of the outrage. I think it's all bullshit.
0: Yeah. I think that, in my opinion, the cancel culture started with the Beatles when John Lennon said, geez, you know, the fans act like we're bigger than Jesus or God. And then they started burning all the Beatles albums, right. but now that shit catches on faster because of the internet back then there was just newspaper articles and now there's right. internet so if you fart the wrong way but you know i think lisa lampanelli would have a bigger problem than anyone nowadays
1: <laughs> she might but you know it's one of those things where if you go up and do what you do and you like what are you going to take from me like this is just what i do um it's usually people with big network deals and things like that um that kind of get like a little bit uh, worried about stuff they say or old jokes they've told, but you know, hey, look, fucking actors can say anything in a movie, so I don't understand what the problem with standup is. It's just, you know, it's
0: all nonsense. Well, I mean, I love the way Dave Chappelle just said, "Come at me," you know, because yeah. he's involved with Netflix, right? So that was pretty, pretty um, risky. Well,
1: Chappelle can do that because a, Chappelle has more money than any of us, but he's also walked away already, like, and everybody knows he's not bluffing. Like if Dave says, I'll walk or I don't care if you get rid of me, people know that he means it because he's already walked away from Hollywood. Um, So there's really nothing they can hold over his head. You know what I mean? There's nothing they can do to Dave because he's, he's not beholden to any of them because he's already told the whole business to go fuck itself years ago.
0: Right. He could always play the race card. He'd be like, Oh, you're coming at me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just love him. He has. I don't think he would though. Like I don't think he would play it unless it was actually
1: accurate. Like he, I don't think he would say you're coming after me cause I'm black unless he really felt that that had something to do with it. Um, he seems willing just to kind of let people's anger stand on its own. Um, he doesn't seem to make it about anything other than what, it is that they're complaining about like, you know what I mean? He doesn't try to dilute it by throwing race into it. I love that about him.
0: I mean, as, as a joke, if I was him, I'd be uh, like, Oh, come, you're coming at me. Cause you know yeah. what I mean? I, I just, I think he's, um, it's taken me a long time to get to like his stuff. Cause uh. I can't stand in any kind of comedy routine, whether it's Chris rock or whoever, I don't like it. When people talk about race, I'm so sick of hearing it. It's
1: boring. Yeah. I'm sick of it too.
0: I'm so tired of it. It's like, come on. But he um i start to love him now he cracks me up so now um you the tour that you're you're gonna go on is it yeah. sold out because people have been gagging for it for so long because i want to no. go
1: no tickets are selling decent but it's not sold out and part of the problem is that these ma- i'm getting a lot mm-hmm. of complaints about uh vaccination mandates either people are mad at venues who don't um uh, or people are uh angry of the ones that do. Like I've noticed up north I have some gigs and I, and people are actually selling back their tickets and going to another gig I'm doing where there's no mandate. Like it's it's you know what I mean? It's weird people are just trying to go where they're whatever rules are they're comfortable with that are being enforced. They want to go there obviously.
0: Well, I mean, um I didn't see any New York dates, but I'm thinking like if you wanted to satisfy your your New York-based fans, you could have a gig in Newark so that, because I don't think they have mandates in Newark because Murphy knows his ass on the line, but you uh-huh. could do one in Newark and all of the Long Island and, and you know, your New York-based fans could come see you in Jersey. You know, I don't see any Jersey or New York area shows, which I would like to see. And... Um, Nothing now, no, but I will. I'll put them on.
1: Again, it looks like we're coming towards the end of this nonsense. So once this shit's all over... Then I'll just book gigs wherever, but I'm still being a little cautious because canceling them twice really fucked me up.
0: Yeah, um, it, it's a, a lot of uproar about it, but I think, I I hope, and I, I think it's relaxing now because of yeah. stuff that the CDC and everything, you know, I, I think um, the gig is up, you know, like yeah. we'll understand that, yes, there's a risk, but we have to fucking, life goes on, like the Beatles song, Oh, dee, oh, blah, oh, da, life goes on. Right. And um, people who are fragile can hide and shelter and people who want the shit thrown at them can go out and live, you know what I mean? Like, right. I'm tired of being locked down. Like, can you imagine what it's done to my business, which I started building at age 15, long ass time ago with Def Leppard. Right. Can you imagine like all the rock stars that tour Haven't toured, so you know I have to show my tits on OnlyFans. You know what I'm saying? Like I need the shit to end. (laughs) Do you like?
1: Do you like being on OnlyFans? Um, is it is it something? Because it seems like something that like everybody is doing. And um, the reason I don't do it is because (laughs) nobody wants to see it. Um, I would be a broke. (laughs) I think four dollars a month.
0: People Um, would be there for the fun of it to see you show your junk. I would like it. Do you like it? Oh, um. I mean, I really have, I rarely have time to do it. And you know what? Like my whole life, everyone, you know, guys, I love men. I'm as far from a feminist as you can get team men. Okay. I'm always going to be that way. I mean, I love women. I think they're hot and stuff, but I'm anti-feminist. I'm so not anyways, men have always wanted to see my tits and I've never shown them. In fact, I was on Howard Stern in 2002 and they're like, oh, so you massage rock stars and we're going to give you a bunch of shit right before they brought me into the studio. They said, you're going to show your tits, right? I said, No, I've never shown my tits ever. And they said, Show your tits, or we're going to rake you over the coals because you're not famous. And you either have to be famous or you have to show your tits. I'm like, Bring it on. And they all went at me. They all fucking came at me like a pack of <laughs> sharks. But at the end, Howard's like, I like you, Dr. Dot. You're, you're all right. So I have been. No, I have not shown my tits. Well, then I was in Penthouse. I was a feature interview, and I was in the bathtub showing a little bit of my tits, but that wasn't yeah. really online. So now I'm like, you know what? We're in such a small window. Like, life has been going on for millions of years before us, you know, and life's That's gonna right. go on millions of years after us. So how fucking important is it that someone's right. showing the body? On a website, you know, I don't do stuff with other people. Like I don't, a lot sure. of them are messaging me, Hey, how much would I have to pay to see you do something with a man? I'm like, that's never going to happen. Right. I have boys and I, you know, stuff like that show my body and, um, they would, they always want more of course, but yeah. you know, it helps me pay my car insurance and all this other yeah. shit.
1: Yeah, Good for yeah, you. I, I mean,
0: I don't judge women. I don't slut shame anybody. You do what you got to do. I would never do sex for money, but I show my body while I still got it. You know what I'm saying? Like I look pretty good for my age and um, you look great. You know, I I eat healthy. I don't smoke and um, you are what you eat. You know what I'm saying? So I think you look good for your age. You know, I mean, at least you're not, you haven't porked out or anything. No, I have
1: a little bit though. Believe me, I am, I am. I'm back on my diet, but if I had kept the way, I'd be showing my tits on OnlyFans. I'm at that point where they really are getting uh, voluminous. So uh, yeah, how I How found... funny
0: would it be for you to show your moves? On I, o- I, like you could start a trend. <laughs> you could start a trend. I, I bet you would attract mostly gays though.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a, a, a comic I know named Stavros and he, he would post really funny like Instagram pictures of himself naked, but and gay guys thought he was like a bear or whatever and would go be all over him. They loved them.
0: Well, you used to do squats and all that stuff. I was like, oh, wow, Jim's really into it. And you just got out of it. Yeah, the pandemic did it. Just depression
1: and boredom. But now I'm, I'm getting back into, I, you know, I was too skinny at one point. Like, I look at myself and I'm like, I think I had fucking pancreatic cancer. I was just like, Ugh. I was gaunt. And I had that like sickly, you know, when someone's dying in the hospital and the family comes in and they all take a selfie that, eh, that's sickly fucking yeah. thin face and you got lines yeah. right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be, but when I met you, um, the first time I met you was in 2002, cause after Howard Stern yeah. was a hot commodity and then Opie and Anthony called and, um, that's when I met you, I was dressed as right. the doctor, Dr. Dot. And, um, you were kind of, you were not fat, but you were, you know, chubby.
1: I was much chubbier. Yeah.
0: You were meteor. I was a pig. No, but you weren't <laughs> and you look healthy. Go back and look at the picture. You didn't look obese and you didn't look yeah. grossly, you know. So I think you held up pretty good, you know, considering Thank you. you could get as much food as you want and alcohol and all that other yeah. shit. Are you sober? I was just curious.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Since I'm 18. I mean, ever since you've known me, I've been sober. Yeah.
0: Wow. So, I mean, had you not been sober? I mean, didn't Louis Anderson just pass the other day?
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. I really, uh, what a, I loved Louis. He, he changed my life. Um, I did the Louis Anderson show in ninety-seven at Santa Monica Pier. And that weekend, his opener, the person who would do warm-up for him, her name is Patty Ross. And she, me and Jim Florentine were talking about how much we love Andrew Dice Clay. And she's like, Dice is my best friend. So she introduced us to Dice. And then I went on the road with Dice for a couple of years. Then Dice introduced me to Opie and Anthony. Like that Louis Anderson appearance changed my life. Um I loved Louie. I I was really happy I got to tell him that too. I got to tell him how he changed my life and how much I, uh, I appreciated what he did. And I loved him. And so I'm really happy that over the years I get to see him here and there. And it was always uh, nice to talk. And he was always so genuine. Everybody loved him, him and Saget both. I mean, there were guys that there's no, there's no phony accolades being thrown out. Like all the accolades are legit. Like everybody really feels that way about these guys.
0: Yeah. I've never got to meet him, but um, that was such a shocker when he passed and, it was like, do I cry for meatloaf? Do I cry for Louie? It was like a really shitty day.
1: Meatloaf. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, I interviewed him a couple of times over the years. He was a really, again, it was a fun kind of nutty guy to talk to. And, uh, you know, once someone gets to a certain age, if they're heavy, it's like, you know, that there's always a risk unless they're living a completely healthy lifestyle. But if someone's smoking, um, and they're overweight, you're like, that's a fucking problem.
0: Yeah. Um, you're playing with your, your life. there, doing all that yes. stuff. I mean, having 20 extra pounds is a lot different than having a hundred extra pounds. You know what I mean? But yeah. comedians, people seem to love them when they're like that. Like they're like, you know, porky and they make fun of themselves. So yeah. no one has the balls to say, you need to fucking, I think Lisa Lampanelli lost a lot of weight though.
1: She did. She looked I haven't seen her in a couple of years, but the last time I saw Lisa, she had dropped a lot of weight. Um, and, uh, she looked good. I mean, I, I think she's doing like some motivational speaking now or something. Uh, I'm not honestly not sure. I'm sure she, whatever she's doing is uh, making money though. She always made a, a good amount of money.
0: And hopefully she'll find a way to, um, I mean, I've seen her live and I was like, I think I bothered you once. I'm like, Jim, I really want to massage Lisa, <laughs> you know? Oh think- yeah. 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 I'm
1: looking at pictures of her now. She, um,
0: I think she admitted to having like, um, her her stomach stabled or something. Like I I thought Rachel. I saw it. I saw it years ago. Um she was like, oh I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it. And um she lost a lot of weight at once. So I think so. I'm not sure.
1: Oh, I, I honestly don't know. I always love Lisa though. So I hope she's well.
0: Yeah, she didn't she's like, I've had more dick in me than the urinal at the Apollo. Like, <laughs> 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 like that stuff is it's not acceptable nowadays. I'm like, no, I need that crude humor to come back. I know you you ever at the top of the crude list right you Louis CK like you guys are you know really risky and I want to I want you to come and play I've never seen you on stage oh really I've never seen you live I've never listened to I mean I've just started recently paying closer attention to your stuff and um I mean because for me you're a friend I'm you know and I like it better when I'm friends with someone and then I become a fan rather than the other way around you know yeah, and I love Rob Halford, but I don't know every song from Judas Priest, you know what right. I mean? And um, by the way, what do you think of Judas Priest? I never got to ask you that. Love them.
1: I was listening to this Zeppelin album, and they were, I'm sorry, the Zeppelin book, and it, it, it annoyed me because they were talking about like Zeppelin having certain open acts for this major gig they were doing in like the late 70s, and they said they couldn't get great opening acts. They used pedestrian heavy metal bands, and then one of the pedestrian bands they name was Judas Priest, and I'm like, fuck whoever wrote that. Fuck this author. I was really annoyed. It's like, they're, they're so phenomenal. Rob Halford's voice has held up so well. I even like, there's a great acoustic version of Diamonds and Rust he's doing where he's just kind of walking back and forth on the stage. I think it's in Florida. So yeah, Halford's voice is very underrated.
0: Yeah, we he and I talked about that song and how much it meant to him during the podcast. In fact, you gave me the advice. I came to you and I'm like, Jim, oh, Almighty King of the podcast, I need your advice. I'm gonna start doing podcasts. By the way, I found out since then you can't make any money with podcasts, so that's why no, I, no. I go on OnlyFans for money and I do the podcast <laughs> for fun. Sure. But But um, your advice was, I go, so Jim, give me some advice. How can I do a podcast? What can I do to make it better? And your your fucking advice was like, shut up. I'm like, beg your pardon. You go, just shut up. And that's how you do a podcast. I'm like, oh.
1: Oh, you mean like letting people talk? I, I wasn't saying you talk too much, but I mean, like, I, I think that sometimes people make the mistake of not, uh, is that what you, was that what I meant? Like not letting guests
0: talk? Exactly. You weren't saying that I talk a lot. Right. Okay. You were saying like, like for example, well, no, I don't want to give that example. Right. There are some people on the news that give interviews to very important people and they don't let the person talk. So I was like, oh, he's right. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. So that helped. And then I have another question because you and I are on polar opposites as far as sleep schedules. Okay. Yeah. That's the number one horrific thing about me that nobody that I know likes. They hate me my whole life because I'm a night person. Yeah. Not partying. I'm just a creature of the night. I like the silence to, to sure. focus on myself. You fucking get up at like 4am. I go to bed at 7am.
1: No, I get up, I actually get up at seven. Now we went an hour later, we go from eight to 11, but I'm a a comedian. Schedule is kind of like yours. It's a vampire schedule. So for the first 10 years of my career, I did that and I got so fucking used to it, uh, but I didn't get anything done because everything's closed at night. I was getting up at two or three in the afternoon. You know, you wake up, you drink your coffee, you shit. By the then you leave the house at 5 PM. Everything's closed so this has enabled me to like live like a person from 2004 until now getting up early has actually been really helpful because hey i go to the bank or i do all this other normal person stuff during the day which is i need to do
0: i can never get to the post office never
1: yeah i understand
0: i pay people to go to the post office for me i can't i i can never make it to the i
1: totally get it
0: but but on the other hand i don't have any wrinkles because I've never had sun damage. I never see the sun. No,
1: you look great. Yeah. And I think that's, I've also avoided the sun. Um, because yeah, you're again, pretty pale. What's that?
0: You're pretty pale.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm like a cadaver. I am like a cadaver. And I mean, when I fuck, just I lay there. But I mean, uh, I'm, uh, I, I like being pale because the wrinkles don't show up and I don't want to get cancer.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's plenty of reasons. I, so you have to take vitamin D pills.
1: Obviously. I guess so. I don't do it, but yeah, as you're
0: probably supposed to. Oh, you're supposed to, but don't overdo it. Take a low dose because I used to take 5,000 IUs or whatever. And then I, I got two brain tumors from taking too much vitamin T, D. I had brain surgery twice to remove tumors. They were not cancer. It's little fucking vitamin D meatballs. Swear to God. Wow. It's called yeah. neurotychoridosis. Cause I was like, Oh, I never see the sun. I have to take tons of vitamin D. So take a low dose, but every hey, other day.
1: When you did your brain surgery were you awake for it or asleep because they do keep people awake sometimes for it to see if they're fucking hitting the wrong like they'll keep you awake they'll numb you and apparently your brain doesn't have pain sensors so they'll do it and they'll go okay now raise your arm and you'll do these things so they know that they're not hitting vital nerves or 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 whatever connections in your brain
0: oh no they they said you're gonna go night night and they put a mask on and i was like so the first one was august 2016 and then again um, January 2017 because I didn't like, I mean they they literally take the top of your head off. Yeah, and uh, I was like I can feel some screws here. Like, can you take the screws out? So I went back for you know like I'm like Frankenstein you know, but um, I held out okay. I'm a tough motherfucker, but I was not awake. Was oh, okay, not awake.
1: yeah. They maybe it's only certain types that they have to keep people awake for. It might just be certain kinds.
0: Yeah, and I and I did not fall for the old here's some Percocet. I didn't even open the bottle of Percocet. I just took a couple Tylenol um, extra strength because I was alone with my kid. I couldn't be knocked, you know, I, I had to get up off my ass right away. So, right, right, right. So come at me, bro. Yeah. But anyways, I thought you were in Montreal. I mean, there's no reason for us not to be able to um, have dinner or something. So stop Wherever you want. You know where you live.
1: I know where you live. Whenever you want, let's do, we'll, we'll grab lunch or dinner, whatever you want. I, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Yeah. I, uh, I've been going out a lot, actually, because now that things are just kind of normally out a little. And once you have COVID and you're through it, you're like, fuck it, I'll eat anywhere. I don't well, care. Do you, I'll self-
0: do you literally have to show your, your papers when you go to a restaurant?
1: Yeah, in New York, you do. Um, I, have, I have them, so I don't really care. But uh, yeah, in, in New York, they're requiring it.
0: Or what are they going to start saying? Oh, I see you have your papers, but you don't have the next one and the next one. Or is it going to be like you know, that? I don't know. I hope not,
1: but I mean, they might, I, I just, I really don't know. I mean, I don't think they know it's just, it's every day there's a new set of fucking speculation and it's very frustrating.
0: I know that no wonder it's everyone's confused and divided because yep. you know, there's like, I just, I just hope everyone can come back together again because people are like mask versus no mask. Um, immunization versus none and you know it's like come on we have enough reasons to um life's hard enough let's just get back to getting our shit done you know what I mean yeah 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 and, and I, like fall, I, I, I could, what's that we need comedy
1: it helps it does help and I missed not doing it for a year I really missed I was I wasn't on stage for over a year just because everything was closed and I you know again being in my fifties, I was scared to get like long term COVID and my fucking brain fog. Like that's what scared me was my was brain fog. Like I didn't want to have that if I could avoid it.
0: Yeah, but I mean, um, did you have any bad effect uh, after no. effects? Oh,
1: no, not at all. I'd love to blame getting fat on COVID. I was fat <laughs> and then I got COVID. I'm, COVID but I'm, I'm five pounds away from calling it a comorbidity. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't have any effects at all. Minor sore throat for like two days. Hmm.
0: That's cool. Well, I I'll come in but um I am um, you know I told you I've had covid twice already. So sure. I have bought the vax cuz I figured, you know, I mean the CDC yeah, yeah. just wrote it on their website the other day. They said if you've already had it, you have a better chance of fighting shit off than if you had the vaccine. So I'm going to go with that, you know what I mean? Yep. Oh, so maybe we can meet in Hoboken so. Sure. Absolutely. I'll come to Jersey. <laughs> All right, hon. Well, I appreciate, um, you know, your time. I know you have to rush off and do something else.
1: Yeah. I have to be somewhere in, and now it's 10 minutes, but I, I love talking to you. I was, ha- I'm happy. We finally were able to do it. I know we've tried, missed each other a few times, but yeah. uh, we'll do it again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm, as soon as your tour starts, I'm going to bother you again. Okay. Yeah. And come like, like I, I, you know, whenever you want to
1: come to the city or something or come see me in Jersey or whatever, um, just let me know. And I'll make sure that you get in. I mean, it'd be great to see you.
0: Uh, yeah. Before you've, you, you, you flew.